we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, December the 8th, 2020. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well, Joel. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, where I just found out we follow a bunch of people on Twitter in my neighborhood, and I don't like that, and I'll tell you that much. I I just don't Uh, like the idea of other people living around me. That's unfortunate, Sam, because you live in, what, the third densest part of the country? It's not the most dense? Well, do you count Manhattan as the same or different? Oh, same. Okay, so then I think it's the most dense. The only other close one would be San Francisco. Uh. San Francisco's hella dense. <clears throat> yeah, we... they're hella dense. Like, hella dense. in their heads. I follow a few people in Champaign, Illinois, and it is funny when someone is tweeting, and they're people I don't know in real life. I only know them via Twitter. And it is funny when they're tweeting and I'm like, I'm right around the corner from this guy. Right. You could like, <laughs> you could literally pick a fight with someone on Twitter and then go fight them. Like what I'm concerned right. about is you're going to pick a fight with somebody on Twitter and then they're going to be outside my <laughs> fucking <laughs> door someday. And be like, I got a bone to pick with you. Dump ump at dump on the ump from Twitter. I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> and I'll be like, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. Let me fetch my cleaver. That we live in Champaign, Illinois. So oh, you don't have okay. too much to worry about that. But they could still find you. It would be pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when we go to bars together. Right. <laughs> And I come back from the bathroom and I'm like in a bar fight. Because right, I've just been talking shit the whole time. Right, and no one's going to punch the little guy. They're going to punch the little guy's big friend. Yeah. Uh, good times. I can't wait till the pandemic's over so we can do that again. Right, yeah. First thing I do once I get a vaccine is I'm going to get in a bar fight. Exactly. I'd be like, no, 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 it's cool. I've been vaccinated. And then I'll like <laughs> slap somebody's beer out of their hand, you know? Smash a bottle over their head. Right. Guess what? Now you gotta get a tetanus shot, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I got the coronavirus vaccine, got the bow fight, got tetanus, yeah. and now I have a jaw. Yep. Got the coronavirus vaccine, went to the bar, died of the flu. Right. <laughs> just, just died of all the nasty bacteria everywhere. Uh, anyway, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast, but we this is going to be the top of the clock segment. We talk, you know, it's the off season, so yeah, there's not a lot of sports to talk about now. Not a whole lot of sports to talk about. Football is like very depressing Uh, these days. Yeah, Oregon Ducks have lost two in a row. They're bad. Bad bad teams, too. 
You lost the game to Oregon State. Like, when's the last time that happened? Uh, ten years ago or something like that. Jesus, that's got a smart. It's been a while. Where yeah, is Oregon in, State? Corvallis. They're the... only they're like thirty minutes apart. Oh, they're close. Yeah, they're real close. Huh. Corvallis is slightly smaller than Eugene and much more boring. Right. In my experiences, because Eugene is a big hippie town, right? Like, yeah. You've got the University of Oregon, but it's also like you can go get high in the park whenever you want to. And there's street festivals and, you know, it's a big hippie town. Corvallis is not. Corvallis is like lots of engineers. Yeah, I uh, went to Eugene uh, first time in Oregon last summer for oh, Marin's right. wedding. Right? That was last summer. Or was that two summers ago? Last summer. That was last summer. It was 2019. Yeah. yeah, last summer. We were all there. And we landed in Portland and rented a car and drove immediately to Eugene. And we stopped for lunch. We were mm-hmm. eating lunch, fish and chips, and Googling where the nearest weed dispensary was. Right. And... Lo and behold, Eugene, Oregon, there were like five within one block of where we were. Yeah. 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 It's like restaurants in Brooklyn. It's like, oh, I was wondering if there's any restaurants nearby. And it's like there's too many restaurants nearby. It's that way with weed dispensaries in Eugene, Oregon. Well, and Eugene, I remember being there way back in Art 2 when I was in high school. And it was 420, and that's the first time really in my life where I've had that experience where you're just walking in public and everything smells like weed. Right. And this is 2002 when that didn't happen literally all the time wherever we go now. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone used to, everyone used to smoke weed in their houses. Right. Right, now you can smoke weed wherever you want, which is good. We should be able to. Um, but yeah, Eugene's cool, but it does suck that they lost to Oregon State. And they play Washington, the University of Washington, Seattle, next week. Is that the Huskies? Uh, yeah, the Huskies. So is that a big and, rivalry? Uh, yeah, it, they're trying to make it a big rivalry. When I was younger... I never considered it a big rivalry, but that was just me. Now yeah. they're like, oh, this is the big one, the Oregon versus Washington rivalry. But I guess so, as much as any of the Pac-12 rivalries are in my in my mind. Right. Who's you know, your ri- who's your biggest rival? USC, in your mind? That's the one I always yeah. That's the one I always got riled up about was Oregon versus USC because USC was you know from two thousand to. 2009, roughly, USC was the number one team, right? So yeah, it was Pete Carroll. Can you take down USC? And, right. And Oregon never did until they finally could. So that was more of a big deal, in my opinion. But I don't know. People apparently get all riled up about it. Yeah. The funny thing, so Oregon lost to Cal last week. And I actually, you know, we were texting about it. Where's I actually Cal? turned it off and went to play computer games. Where's Ca- so where is Cal? Where's that based? Berkeley. That's where both of my parents went to school. Oh. In, uh, 
out next to Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where Berkeley yeah. is. Also smells like weed. Right. Um, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and they they were zero and three. That was book. That was Cal. It's funny when you're talking about the football team, it's Cal. But when you're talking about the sociology department, it's UC Berkeley. Oh, they're the same school. They're the same school. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Cal that's they're famous hippies. Yeah, yeah very famous hippies. That's like um, big deal hippie t- time. Right, and they're rivals of Stanford. Gotcha. Yeah. Both academically anyway. and in football. Exactly, yeah. But not really, right? Because Stanford's better, or no? Um, wait, at football? At academics. Well, well that's the whole, you know, I... The private school versus the public school, because the University of California school system was, and I think still is, the best public school higher education in the world. Um, and so that's been a big deal, though, where if you cut taxes, you cut funding to the University of California, but you don't cut funding to Stanford. So Stanford is basically West Coast Harvard right now. Gotcha. Um, so it's kind of, you know, are you a, a supporter of, you know, public funding of higher education or not? Um, well, I'll tell you, I'm not a supporter of higher education being funded by blood sports. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Stanford, here's, I, and I'm really curious about the politics that were going on behind the scenes about this one because Stanford does not need to play football to make any money right you know remember the Ivy Leagues just canceled football because they don't fucking need to and it's stupid right and Stanford financially does not need to play football to do whatever the hell they want to do their endowment is as large as you know it's probably not as large as Harvard or Yale but it's in the same Ballpark, I believe. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that yeah. my favorite Twitter um, argument that you got in was with that guy when you were like, well, Stanford's a much better school than Texas or something. And they were like, no, Texas is so much better. <laughs> and you're like, no, I mean, at school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they were talking about, like, college basketball or something. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right, and square being at school. <laughs> research university. <laughs> but, you know, but, like, Stanford's a much better school than U- U- University of Texas. And they're like, nuh-uh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, anyway, but because they're in the Pac-12... Because they're in the conference with all the state schools, uh, apparently they still have to play football. Uh, and, but they, they would still have the TV deals too, but they don't need it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I'd be, I would be curious who went to the president of Stanford and was like, look, we got to play football this year. 
Right. Well, you know, they're like, what are we going to do with all these jocks who aren't actually good at school? The thing that I kind of like about Stanford is most of their jocks are really good at school. Really? Yeah. Isn't Andrew Luck a Stanford man? Stanford, yeah. What's his deal? Is he smart? Yeah, he quit the NFL because he's oh, smart. Yeah. And he was like, he's bullshit. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. He quit the NFL. Another Stanford guy, Richard Sherman. Oh, yeah. He's pretty smart. He's really smart. Yeah. He got his master's in, in some kind of engineering. I don't remember what it was. Um, there are a couple other guys. Christian McCaffrey, Stanford. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if he's smart. He never struck I mean, me as smart, but maybe that's yeah, just because his he, name is McCaffrey. Right. And he played for North Carolina then. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marshawn Lynch went to Cal. Right. And um, he's really smart. He just doesn't like to talk. Yeah. But and, he's like uh, a really good at loves... beat poetry. Yeah. Right? He isn't... just doesn't like to talk. He isn't that the Berkeley? Him. Isn't that where the beat poets came from? Um. I don't know. I usually associate the beat poets with like Columbia and mm. and Manhattan, right? But I don't know. Um, what was I going to say about Moshan Lynch? Oh, okay. So when you're scrolling on Twitter and they like have the ads pop up, and usually I like close the ad ads or just skip them. The only ad I click on is the Microsoft one that has Moshan Lynch in it. I click on it every time because I think it's fucking hilarious. So good job, Microsoft. You got me, you suckers. <clears throat> oh, here's the point I wanted to make about Cal. Um, yeah. They had, I think it was either 2003 or 2004, they had Moshawn Lynch and Aaron Rodgers on their football team at the same time. At Cal? Really, really, at Cal, yeah. Okay. And they were really, really good, and they got cheated out of playing in the Rose Bowl that year hmm. because of the voting, the polls. And it was, they went with, like, Texas versus Michigan instead, I believe. Jalen Brown Cal, went there? Sorry. Really? Yeah, Jalen <laughs> Brown and Jared Goff. And Jared Goff. That's yep. right. I remember Jared Goff. He was good. But that team that Jared Goff was on was not that great. Right. Mm-hmm. The team that Aaron Rodgers was on was amazingly good. Fair. Well, anyway, this is ostensibly a food podcast. Food podcast. Um. Okay, let me let me go. Let me talk about. Last week, I mentioned I was going to make the cabinet chili. Right. I think it turned out really good. And that's different than the cowboy chili. And that is different than the cowboy chili. The cowboy chili, I was following to a degree a recipe. The cabinet chili was the blog that I follow that you're worried is either a cult or a pyramid scheme. Right. Or both. Or both. Uh, right. I haven't. Was just like, hey, today, just 
go through your cabinet, whatever you need to get rid of, throw it in the crock pot, see what happens. Turned out pretty good. I had a can of white beans and a can of red beans and a can of kidney beans and a lot of ground beef, 1.7 pounds ground beef, as much garlic as I could throw in there, Uh half a can of tomato paste, a couple of chopped up fresh tomatoes, a cup of beef broth, and then cinnamon, cumin, some red chili flakes, Oh, something else. That sounds about it. That sounds really good. And then you, and then you put it on top of your baked potatoes. I think it's important to mention that. Yeah, right. And then I put it on top of the baked potatoes, uh, which was real good with um, cheddar cheese and sour cream. And I should have put some green onions on there. I was actually too lazy. I used up the last of my chopped up green onions. I was too lazy to chop up more green onions, but that would have been good too. Uh, that sounds good. Like, so do you like? Yeah. Was that something that you would write down and replicate? Like, call it Joel's chili, or I could. It'd be pretty. It's pretty fucking basic. It's right. Just good though. So you and want something that's a little bit like? But so here's the thing about like recipe development, would, right? Is okay, that yeah, you start with a really basic recipe and then you like trot you like build off of that you know what i mean right so one thing i was really happy about it was that i didn't think it was too greasy uh oftentimes i get worried that especially going off of this blog she likes a lot more fat than i do right um, and, and often I worry that the stews and soups I make are, are too greasy. This was not. I probably... I, okay, should I have drained the beans or should I have cut back on the beef broth? Because it was too soupy a little bit. Probably drain the beans, I would say. Yeah. But also that's I like... Thought, a, if something's too soupy, you just cook it longer. Right. Right, you just evaporate some water out of it. It'll get thicker. Yeah, I probably should have done that. Just take the top off. Just take the top off, let it go a little longer, yeah. Yeah, I I should have done that. Flavor was really good. I was too cautious. It it could have been spicier. Right. Um, I I definitely erred on the side of caution with the spice, but could have used a little extra kick. Um, but yeah, it was good. So then I ordered takeout on Friday and I had leftover French fries. So Saturday brunch was chili cheese fries, which is pretty fucking good too. Nice. That but does I have sound good. taken lots of dumps. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Joe, like if you want to build like a signature chili, what you got to do is just start with your basic recipe Find out what you like about it, and then just keep adding stuff in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how you that's how you build recipes. Yeah. And you yeah, know, I'll do that. Something that's like really cool and interesting is usually just a tick or two away from something that's super basic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because basic is good. People like basic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
I was reading. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like working on making hot sauce at work. I made. Uh-huh. I'm on my fifth iteration of hot sauce, and I'm starting to make some fermented hot sauces. And mm-hmm. um, the and I was reading all about chili peppers today, which is a topic that I've kind of been interested in for a long. Like, I love chili peppers. I like spicy food, and it's like. Um, and, but I was reading this kind of like real scientific research sort of paper about it, or it wasn't like a research paper. It was like a kind of article that, you know, sourced a lot of information from a lot of different research papers. Um, and Uh they were talking about how, and this is actually a part of the article that I had a problem with, which I'll get into you into in a second, but. They were talking about how people who like spicy food versus people that don't like spicy food, the difference is not in um, how the body physically reacts to the compounds, the chemicals in the spice that... So it's not like people who don't like spicy food, it's the people are people who can't or people who can't handle spice it's not like food is spicier to them than it is to people who do like spice like people perceive it on the same level of intensity but the people who Uh like spicy food um are the same sort of people who like you know roller coasters and okay yeah um and because there's the perceived like what happens is there is uh receptors in your tongue that are get uh flavor um or taste you know and Uh texture and then there are receptors in your tongue that are like hot and cold um and what chili peppers do is they react with that like the thing that tells you if you're taking a sip of coffee that's way too hot are the same receptors that are set off by this chemical in chili peppers. So it's Uh like they trick your heat sensors essentially. But that, that's like, that triggers a like danger section of your brain. And so the people who like spicy food a lot are the same people who like roller coasters or like water slides, extreme sports, that sort of thing. But the people who don't are like, don't like that you see what i'm saying i do okay yeah i've got a lot of questions but i want to hear so you said you had a a slight problem with this article well no the uh the but then the article then went further on to say that like that's why comfort food isn't spicy do you see what i'm saying so like you know mashed potatoes like mashed Mashed potatoes when like roast chicken, like there's nothing threatening about that. And so it right. like makes you feel it like comfort food doesn't make you feel like you're in danger, you know? So the uh, problem, but then, the problem I have with that food. is that like I have family, you know, my sister-in-law is from Thailand. I have a lot of close friends right. from Thailand and their comfort food is like extremely spicy, spi- like way yeah. too spicy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that that does strike me as like kind of a cultural bias. Uh, right. That uh, Northern European comfort food tends to not be spicy because why? We didn't have spices and 
fucking Ireland who just had potatoes and right. goose. Well, no, potatoes and chili peppers come from both come from here. Oh, right, right. I was just thinking of the potato family. I'm right. Sorry. Um, I knew that potato. Um. Okay, so I buy that. I buy that. So every so it's not like people generally actually do tolerate spicy foods more. They just like them. They right. like that. Because, like, I've had a super spicy... I, I like certain spicy foods. And you do get... I wouldn't call it an adrenaline rush. You know this better than me. It it, it, it feels like endorphins. Right. No, I think it is. Um, it but, is. yeah, so, like, what the article was saying is that people... there There is a fluctuation in like the level of spicy that people can handle but like that uh-huh. doesn't like if you have a low threshold like if like certain people think things are spicy have like a higher like think things are spicier than other people but that has very little to do with whether or not they like spicy food right because i i've got my buddy scott you've met him he lives here Right. And he loves spicy food. Yeah. And his whole thing is he knows it's he it's not spicy enough until the top of his head is sweating. Right. So like he's tasting it the same as everybody else. He just like likes it. He likes that sensation. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've got more questions. So my personally I like spicy food. I'm not a four pepper kind of guy. Right. And different kinds of spicy food I like better than others. Like Mexican or Cajun, I can turn up the heat. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, yeah, please make it spicy. But I go to Thai. um, Really, it's Thai. I'm like a big wuss about it. I'm like, I would like it plain, please. And I like Thai food, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm Thai food. I can Give me a bowl of white thai boy Thai food, please. <laughs> exactly. I want Pad Thai chicken and peanut sauce, maybe. Right. Not too spicy. <laughs> Ooh, this chicken is spicy. <laughs> What's this chicken um, been eating? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I've always wanted, you know, I love, uh, you know, coconut soup or, I don't know, white boy Thai food. I'm a big white boy Thai food kind of thing. But I've always wondered about that. And and is that what you grow up with, possibly? Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I feel like I didn't grow up with spicy food, necessarily. But I love it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I get the roller coaster thing, but I can, you know, like, I like spicy foods and I hate roller coasters. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to skydiving, but, you know, I will, you know, go to a strange dark alleyway and see if I get mugged. That sounds weird. That's not right. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, everybody likes their own danger. Yeah. You know, you get. Everybody's got ways to get. Yeah, no, we get it. You're a masochist. I get it. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I was getting at. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what's your opinion then about those 
like shows where they make somebody eat spicier and spicier hot wings until they like are crying and then they're actors and they're asking them questions while they like are eating nuclear hot chicken wings right it's like we're gonna cry now uh, no, I don't like those shows. I also like, you know, yeah. there are people who like do the hot sauce, you know, like the hot hot pepper eating competitions, and that's just not for me. Like, I like spicy right. food, but I'm, you know, I'm into, I'm a food guy. I like flavor and like people who are just doing it for whatever reason, like to seem cool. I guess I don't know, like because they want to be badass. I don't get, I don't get that, you know. Like, I'd rather enjoy well, my spicy about, food. Yeah, we've talked about competitive eating on Dump on the Ump, I guess, not on this segment. You know, like hot dog, competitive hot dog eating and shit like that. Yeah. What do you think about competitive spicy food eating? I mean, like, I really like that episode of The Simpsons with the oh, where he tripped, Guatemalan he insanity I- peppers. <laughs> That's right. He talks to Willie Nelson, the coyote. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good episode. Yeah. In general, you're not interested in, I don't know, spicy food competition? You know, I think that there's like, at a certain point, when it stops being about the flavor and it starts being about, you know, the, like machismo or whatever you know it's like i you lose me there right like i you know and i like my food to be pretty spicy like i get down with spicy food but only if it's supposed to be spicy like you know people who are like eating pepper spray and like acting like they're like oh yeah i love it you know it's like well you know maybe you do maybe you're just being a dick you know right mm-hmm all right, talk to me about this venison you've been eating, though. Oh, yeah. So I think I mentioned that over Thanksgiving, uh, my girlfriend's brother shot a deer, and I got to help. I helped him butcher it because um, I have, you know, experience with that sort of thing. And then he gave me, gave us a ton of venison to take home with us. So we got a bunch of venison in the freezer. Uh, and so far, I don't know, have I talked about it yet on the on the top of the crock? Well, you talked about that part. You talked about killing the, the deer and butchering. You talked about butchering warm meat and how strange that sounds. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. The deals you've made, though. That's right. what I want to hear about. So, to date, we've had mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, four venison meals. Two of them have been mm-hmm. breakfasts. Uh, so we had steak and eggs, which was the venison, the tenderloin of the deer, sauteed up in a pan, and then um, just as you know, sliced as a steak, cooked about medium, and then with a uh, cheddar and tomato omelet, and uh, like grilled tortillas. That was one. That was really good. Uh, then we had venison fried rice, which was um, the flat iron steak of the venison, sliced thin, seared with like broccoli and onions and cherry tomatoes and 
um, garlic, and then rice, and then like an oyster and soy and sesame oil sauce, and then, um, you know, egg, fried egg uh -huh. in there. That was really good. And then we tried to go get these breakfast burritos at this new place that's famous for their breakfast burritos in the neighborhood. You can tweet at your friends in the neighborhood. I'm sure they've been there. Um, okay. Do you want to say the name of the place or not? Because you didn't get a breakfast burrito, did you? No, because there was a fucking line. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to home make my own damn breakfast burrito. So. <laughs> See, that's what I think. Like, you always can say that, right? You know, it's like, I mean, like anybody can say that, but you're like, I'm going to go make my own breakfast burritos with venison and sesame oil. Yeah. So that was venison. The other, the other uh, flat iron steak. Uh -huh. um, peppers and onions, fried eggs. Cream cheese, cheddar cheese. And is there something else in there? Okay. I think that, and then that was seasoned with like paprika and cumin and cayenne. That was really good too. Okay, so for our dozens of listeners, yeah, who maybe don't have venison in their freezer, yeah, what would you, what would they use as a substitute? Beef, probably. Venison profiles a lot like beef, except for it's much leaner. Okay. It's just like the leanest beef you've ever had. Like leaner than buffalo? Yeah, leaner than buffalo. Yeah, okay. No fat at all. Interesting. Um, so then that brings us to last night, which was kind of the... This is like the best meal we've made with the venison and also the most involved. But we had some, uh, you know, friends of the podcast, Sean and Joy, over for dinner. Um, and they, we had, it was like a Vietnamese beef stew recipe, which I'll actually, Ooh. I can send you that, the recipe that I based this on. Um, okay. Which, because you could make it in the crock pot, it'd be good. Um, and then, so we just had all this stuff and it was basically like the shank of the venison braised with, um, these like Vietnamese spices, um, and, uh, tomatoes, carrots, shallots, garlic. And then I made this, we had a pumpkin left over from Halloween not carved, uh -huh. just a whole pumpkin. It was fine. And a squash, a buttercup squash, which I roasted with maple syrup and star anise and shallots and garlic and sesame oil. And then I took all that, like roasted that for a long time, then scooped it all up and mashed it up and put like Thai chili powder on top of it and put like roasted, put it back in the oven Um and it was so fucking good. <laughs> so yeah, it was like kind of like Vietnamese beef stew, but with venison shank over this mashed pumpkin. It was so good. And we had that last night, and then also tonight I had we had leftovers. Nice, nice. Now, um, you posted a burger from your restaurant, I thought. On yeah, that was from the restaurant. 
Yeah, what was that? That is with, uh, that's like fancy burger, fancy restaurant. So that was fancy bar. It's smoked onions, um, homemade, like house-made American cheese, and then like a heirloom tomato aioli. Which I basically just make ketchup with heirloom tomatoes and then mix it with mayonnaise. Right. Yeah. But it's really good. So good. And it's, you know, I've like put a few burgers on menus before, but like most places I've worked at, I haven't, I'm like not a great burger chef, but this is the best burger I've ever made, probably. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know what you want to talk about next or if we should cut it off because I could talk about frog legs, we could talk about mac and cheese. Well, we, we should probably wrap table. it up because we're coming up on 40 minutes now. Yeah, so so I had frog legs for the first time in my life last week. You are not a fan of frog legs. Not a fan of frog legs. Uh, but we'll have to have that conversation. They were interesting. Right. I give them a B. Yeah. yeah, I'm not yeah. into them. Too many veins. Right. Too many veins. Yeah. Um, mac and cheese. I had mac and cheese. It was really good. Do you have just quick, like creamy or crest or crispy? Do you have a preference, or does it just have to be the perfect combination of both? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be both. I my hot take mm-hmm. on mac and cheese is I'm not, I'm not actually a huge fan of mac and cheese, and like. The caveat with that is that it's not like I don't like mac and cheese. Like, I do like mac and cheese. But, like, there are so many more baked cheesy pastas that I'd rather eat than mac and cheese. Okay. Like, I don't really get the obsession with mac and cheese when, like, lasagna is a thing. You know what I mean? Right. Or, like, Chicago-style pizza. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. If Chicago style pizza is pizza, then the New Jersey Jets are from New York. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Chicago style pizza is pizza. Mac and cheese with tomatoes is pizza. Yeah, exactly. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. Uh, okay. Uh, we should wrap it up. I, I we'll, we'll continue those conversations for a later time. Uh, yeah, I have a lot more venison to cook, so I'll keep you updated on how that's going. Yeah, well, let me, yeah, put that, ladies and gentlemen, check out on Instagram, Dump on the Ump on Instagram. We'll be putting, you know, uh, pictures of what we're cooking on the, on the gram. You can check it out. Uh, yeah, Sam, you should send me those ideas because I can try it with beef or try it in a, in a crock pot. See yeah. That's like. Yeah. The, the Vietnamese good. beef stew would be good in the crock pot. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Because uh, it's just uh, basically regular beef stew with like, you know, star anise and cinnamon in it. Yeah. I, oh, yep. I like that. That sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you so much for listening. This has been... Top of the Crock, presented by Dump on the Ump. We're usually a baseball podcast, but, you know, talk about food. Like I said, check us out on Instagram. Samson posting some good-looking food on Instagram. 
Um, follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. I'll tell you how to get to Sam's house. <laughs> yeah. Joe will, Joe will write a check that my ass has to cash. <laughs> uh, you can also listen to us on Apple iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.